Passages. I'm Rachel Powell, and this is Passages Voice. Hello, everyone. This is Rachel Powell. I'm here with Passages. I am talking today with Madeline Moeller. She is a registration coordinator for our trip operations department, um, and she came on board not too long ago. Um, but Madeline has an awesome story. She has kind of gone through a lot of the different programs that both Passages and the Philos Project offer. So Madeline, it's good to have you on the show. Hi. <laughs> We're really excited to be chatting with you today and kind of hear a little bit about your heart and your story. Um, so just to kind of start us off, how did you get involved with Passages? Um, so growing up, no one in my family or even whole region really um, talked about Israel or the Jewish people or anything. So I didn't know Israel was a country like today until I was a freshman in high school and a professor just freshman in college. Sorry. Um, and a professor just mentioned it offhand just in class. And I thought, like, oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. OK, cool. Then I just kind of forgot about it. And a year later, um, as a sophomore, um, I saw all these ads for like this really cheap trip to Israel. Uh, That's basically all the ads said because passages didn't have a name. (laughs) And um, I had never left the country before. And all of the missions trips that my school had were like thousands of dollars. And this was 600. So... If I was going to go out of the country, I thought this was going to be my opportunity. Mm. So I signed up for that sole purpose, just to get out of the country for once in my life. And it completely changed everything. Yeah. How? So what was that first trip like? How did that, how did that like change things for you? And like never being out of the country was, what was that like? Um, it was like standing in front of a fire hydrant. Um, I honestly don't remember much of my first trip because it was so overwhelming. Um, but I remember really clearly by the second or third day, I just knew I had to come back somehow, some way. Um, and that's when um, our fellow um, Lydia told us about um, the leaders course and that we could apply to do what she was doing um, and come back um, with passages. So um, that's I started the leaders course like the day I got back because um, I just I figured it was a shot in the dark, but I just wanted to go back so bad mm-hmm. um, that I couldn't not pass on that opportunity. Yeah. So what what was it about? going to Israel for the first time that was like, I need to come back. I just felt so drawn to it and connected to something um, that it was just so intense because I didn't know that this country existed a year ago and now I was standing in it and it just sucked me in. There's not really a whole lot of words to explain it, I guess. It just like kind of grabbed me and then hasn't let go. Mm, that's really cool. You like you ended up being a fellow. You went to the leaders course, ended up being a fellow. Tell us about like that journey of being a fellow and then even moving on further into like the next step of senior fellow. Um, it was I was terrified that I was gonna like mess something up. Um, I did once. I left three participants at the hotel one day, but it was fine. We went and got them, and it worked out. But. Um, It was really exciting and I loved it even more than being a participant because now I was helping other people experience what I got to experience the year before. And um, listening to how the trip impacted them um, is still probably one of my favorite things that I've like experienced. Mm 
um, there. And it just, while I was there again, um, I felt impressed even more on me that I had to go back. Um, so that's when I um, found out about the senior fellowship and that I needed to um, apply for that. Um, so when I heard about the senior fellowship, um, I knew that was another opportunity that I just could not um, pass up. Um, another opportunity to go back to Israel and yeah. to help other people experience what I got to experience that first trip. And um, it was also um, like really empowering for me because I had never really been um, in leadership positions before or had much opportunity to. Um, and so this was like the first time that people were really giving me responsibility um, outside of like babysitting my brother and sister and <laughs> things like that for my parents. So it was um, like really helps me, that helps develop me into like a more capable adult, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it, like with that leadership development, how do you feel like it really moved you from like, I can't do this to like more more confidence? Is there like a specific place or moment where you're like, I can do this? Um, every time there was a little setback um, and we managed to get through it, um, it just reminded me that like, like there's going to be times where you're going to be set back and it's going to feel like you can't. Um, but even if like something bad does happen, you can still like it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just mm -hmm. means that that one time didn't work out, but you can still try to. And no matter what, it's going to like work out and be OK. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really important. It's like you will fail sometimes. You're not always going to win, but yeah. knowing I can do it. I can still keep trying, move on to the next thing. Yeah. That's awesome. How did it, how did the trips and like seeing others' lives change, how did that affect you like spiritually and like your, your walk with the Lord? Um, seeing other people um, connect so deeply with their faith um, encouraged me to try to pursue that more myself. And um, being in Israel um, made me feel more connected. Um, I'm a really like gut oriented person, um, not really like heart or like head. Like I don't think about things and I don't like emotionally feel things so much as like I just have like instinctual feelings. Hmm. Um, and a lot of um, like church language I feel like revolves around thinking and emotionally feeling things. Like we talk about the heart and mind all the time. Um, and so being in Israel like connected with my core more. Hmm. than I did in, like, churches or, like, just in sermons and Bible studies. That's awesome. Um, you, after your kind of your journey with passages, you kind of went on and got involved in different things with the Philos Project. Can you tell us about the different projects you've been involved in and, like, what they were like? Um, so I had the incredible opportunity to be a part of PLI and the Galileo program. Um, PLI... Um, is like the hardest, ugliest, and most beautiful thing ever. Um, you meet the most incredible, kindest people and um, see like some of the incredible, beautiful work that they're doing. Um, but you also see the ugly side of a lot of pro of a lot of things. Mm. We um, like we met with um, Syrian refugees in a camp that housed 80,000 of them. We went to a children's hospital um, that had kids wounded in the Syrian war. Um, 
we met with um, Iraqi Christians who had fled ISIS, and we visited um, Mount Herzl, the military seminary and or cemetery. And our tour guide shared like his heart wrenching story of the Lebanese War, and it was really wrecking. But um, it also taught me a lot, and it pulled together everything that I had learned over the past three years um, since getting involved with passages. Um, where there's these, like specifically with um, Israel, there's these two narratives, like the Israeli Jewish narrative and the Palestinian narrative, and they both completely conflict each other, but one doesn't negate the other one. Um, They're both there, and they're both valid, and um, we just have to be comfortable in that polarity and that tension between them. Um, and that was something that uh, Robert Nicholson was talking about on the bus one day, and that concept um, just really um, um, kind of explained the theme of the last three years that um, I didn't even know was a theme until that moment. Um, and it stuck with me so much that um, I went back um, in Galilea and went to Jerusalem to Razuk, that um, 700-year-old tattoo shop, and got um, metach, um, which means tension, like tattooed on my arm. Because um, it not only applies to um, the politics in Israel, but to pretty much anything um, in the world, like other world conflicts, American politics, interpersonal relations, like... It's just um, a really good um, perspective to have when um, you understand that um, even though someone else might completely disagree with you, that doesn't mean that um, they're negating you or you are negating them. Mm -hmm. You just have to learn how to connect with that person despite the tension. Hmm. That's really cool. And you, you went and you lived in Israel for like three months doing some teaching with the Galilea program. Um, so like I, you went to PLI, which is the Philos Leadership Institute first, and then decided you wanted to go back and live there for three months. What was that like being there for three months and like really getting to know the people of Israel? It was um, totally different. Um, you, instead of um, shuttling around on a tour bus every day um, from dawn till dusk, pretty much, um, we just like got up, we went to school and taught English. Then we went home, cooked dinner, and just like hung out. We watched Christmas movies because this was in November on Netflix. Um, so it was just like a really different way to experience Israel as just being a part of your normal life. Um, and going to the shuk to buy vegetables. And um, like we would be invited to our te- um, the teachers that we worked with, their homes, and um, eat dinner with them. And um, there were some um, locals in the area that um, we really connected with. Um, one of the guys that I lived with, he ended up working um, at a spice shop and became really close with the owner there. And one girl I lived with, um, she... Um, like went to the post office to mail letters all the time and it was across from um, this little shop and every time she went she ended up having coffee with the owner of the shop and Mm -hmm. they would just talk about life for a long time every time and um, then being um, in the schools we got to hear more about um, how the students and kids are affected um, by the Um, politics of the region Mm -hmm. and um, how differently they look at things Um, and hearing their perspective in the way they see um, the hurdles that they'll have to 
um, go over or um, the students who didn't really think much about it at all um, really um, kind of pulled together more of what um, I learned on PLI and on passages and um, helps me understand more um, of what they go through and how they experience life. Mm, that's really cool. So do you have like a specific story or a moment from like all of your trips that just like, this was one of my favorite moments. It was really like pivotal and impactful um, for you and in, in your whole journey. Um, one of my favorite moments, um, this was on Galilea, towards the end of the trip. Um, I was really sad that it was coming to a close, and um, this was when I was living in Nazareth. And um, I decided one morning to hike to uh, Mount Precipice for the sunrise. So I got up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning um, and just walked all the way there um, by myself. Um, and it was a really long walk. It was like an hour and a half or something. Um, but it was um, like the weirdest um, like experience. Because I, once I finally got to the top, um, the sun was just like bursting over the Golan Heights and pouring over the Jezreel Valley. And it was so windy. It felt like the like physical and spiritual world were just like rushing around me. And I was still in that one moment. Um, I was there for like two hours, so it wasn't like one moment, but I didn't want to leave because it was just like such a peaceful, but energy filled time. That's really cool. How do you, now that you're back and you're working with pastors now, how do you like talk about these experiences with your families and friends and like share it with others? Like what is, what is the way that you like to do that? Um, since none of my friends or family have gone to Israel before and um, most of my friend circles outside of passages um, aren't like really Christian Zionist or anything, don't really talk about modern Israel at all, um, it's kind of hard to talk about it. Um, but so I usually um, will just share like stories um, and every now and then like if it kind of comes up I'll talk about um, like how a perspective on this has changed or um, because of this experience my perspective on like how I how my worldview has changed um, because of PLI um, or something but um, one of the like whenever I meet people it's one of the first things that I like to talk about is um, my experiences with passages and the Feelers Project because they've really made me who I am today. Mm. That's amazing. I really do feel like you go to Israel and it really does change your whole view of the entire world. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. You won't ever be the same. Um, but Maddie, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me and chatting with me and just telling a little bit about yourself and your heart. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on our team. Thanks. It's a pleasure to work with you. All right. Thanks, guys. And we will talk to you next time. To learn more about how to get involved, visit passagesisrael.org backslash pulse. From Passages, I'm Rachel Powell. Thank you for listening.